Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Jordan Dreyer. And I'm Dahlia Armahi. We're so excited to have you here for another episode. So today is um, nothing in particular like that brought this up. It's just something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. My own story, growth and tolerance to be extremely vulnerable and um, maybe hopefully help someone else. And yeah, I might look like a racist or something in saying this, but this is part of growth. Like some, you have to go through these ignorant stages in life, just like anything else. Like maybe, you, you know, it's like, what's the color blue? And then you learn and then that's fine. Yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, uh, racist and racism has such a heavy meaning. So why don't you explain exactly what you mean by that so that our audience doesn't get like the wrong impression? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm talking about exposure, really. When I was little, like I went to an elementary school that was mostly white and then I moved and went to a different elementary school and middle school and high school that were mostly white. And my only experience with the black kids in my school was that they were usually like more rowdy and more uh like crazy and I'd always be like why are they always like that and and from now on I took an education class in college and this mostly it could be like parenting it could be I don't know like different circumstances or something and yeah there were crazy rowdy white kids too but maybe because like when we see someone different from us we only focus on the differences that's what I led me to like make that generalization and like in middle school we did this project called Odyssey of the Mind and one of the girls on our team was someone I slightly knew but didn't know as well and and so she was black and while we were working on our project at our house like um she put on BET and to my mind I was like oh oh yeah that makes sense like she would want to watch that and because it was something that had never occurred to me to switch the channel to and so it was interesting watching that with her and and like beginning sort of like an experience with that and my also my I had for her for both sixth and eighth grade English teacher. She was black and she helped really make because she would she was so funny and so smart and, and sassy, too, though, where she would say something like um, just because my my tan is permanent, like I can't have this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And she was very, very like quick witted and stuff. And it was interesting, the things like that I learned from her and to really think about. Like, again, it's always like walking in the other person's shoes like, oh, she she's had this experience. She's ta- she talked about her grandson being called an Oreo just because mm. he's smart and, and stuff like that. You know, it's so interesting how I noticed that minorities and um, I speak from my own personal experience, too, and like uh, just growing up around them, too, as an Arab American, it's uh, to disarm uh, certain groups of people we make light of who we are. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, like when she's like, I know my my tan is permanent, like your teacher. Like, you know, I find that so interesting because uh, we grew up like that too. You know, constantly feeling the need to disarm 
like uh, certain groups of people around us so that uh, they're not threatened by us. Uh-huh, Do you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So just hearing you say that, it hits a certain way with me when I hear that even your teacher did that with school kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, it's it's not a negative thing or a positive thing. It's just commentary on on our society in how we are. Like, you know, even as an Arab, you know, I get mistaken for all different kinds of ethnicities. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I know especially after like 9-11, we, I felt like we all had to tiptoe around who we were yeah. because we didn't want to seem threatening or offensive, well, especially the men, the Arab men. But like, you know, even as women, I wasn't, I didn't cover my hair, but I had a lot of friends who wore hijab, hijab you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the hijab is what, you know, Muslim women um we're over their head when it's like the head covering. So, yeah. um, anyway, but yeah, so I just find that interesting. But yeah, so go on. I just wanted to comment on that. <laughs> yeah, so mostly that, and then like going through college. When I went to FSU, it was more like fifty-fifty, and so I had, I basically had never been around that many black people before, and even like Chinese people, because uh, at my high school there weren't that many. So it was nice to have way more minorities and. This is why I think everybody should go to college just for that experience. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. I mean, of course, there's colleges where it's all, like, the same kind of people. Mm. But uh, for the most part, if you go to a liberal arts school, there's going to be lots of different people. And it just really helped me to learn. And also, like, there were so many more gay people there. When I was in middle school, there was this one really annoying kid, this bully on the bus and in some of my classes that I really hated. And when he, he was like, when I go to high school, I'm going to be gay. And I was like, okay. And so for me, I thought it was like some weird choice that people made. And it took uh. like a long, a lot of learning to be like, no, this is genetic. And like, it's not a choice. And um, like I, when I told that to one of my past coworkers who was like a 50 year old gay man, he was like, oh, maybe that was his way of coming out. And at the time I was like, I don't want to feel empathy for this bully. But now uh. like, maybe it's true. Like maybe he... He thought he couldn't be himself in middle school and he would be in high school, he decided. Something like that. So that was interesting. Yeah, once again, he's making it into something like a joke, you know what I mean? Or something yeah. lighthearted because, I mean, and that's, and like you said, exposure. That's when we, the more we're exposed, the more we can um, learn about the world and grow in our tolerance and our acceptance and love for other people. Yeah, as you learn and more and more, they're nothing different from you. And they're just oh. other people, like same nose and eyes and hands and that kind of stuff and feelings. Yeah, and, and you know, like the cliches, we're all the same on the inside. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all have the same, like, we, like you know, not talking about like actual blood type, but we all have blood and bones and organs, whatever. The point is, like, uh, and, and at the end of the day, I think all people, regardless of their background, their religion, their race, on a human level, we all want very similar things. We all want prosperity, peace, safety, security. We all want to feel happy and loved and, and needed and want. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. all have the same human desires regardless of how they look for each person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it does take time, of course, just like any other change or, or learning something if you don't see the value or the, not the value, Um, I don't know, like the, the thing right away. Because, like, I remember for myself even watching uh, The Legend of Korra when I, I was like, oh, she turned gay. And it's like, no. Well, first I learned that that was, you know, because the writers, they only knew they had season one and then they had season two. And then finally they were able to plan season three and four because they didn't know how long they'd be able to keep running. So 
they couldn't really have planned it from the beginning. But it's like now I, I root for gay couples today, like years later. And <laughs> like yeah. it's it's just it just takes like getting used to and like non-ignorance and like learning, oh, OK, this is OK. And it's not a threat to you, your existence, the fact that uh, two guys or two girls love each other. It's not a threat. And people need to stop treating it like that. I agree. And I think that in general, regardless of your own religious or political beliefs, if you can look at another person, um, regardless of whether you accept that for yourself, you know what I mean, or whatever, just look at them as a human being and be like, okay, that's who they are. I accept them for that. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't take away from who you are. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't negate your existence. So I don't know why we live in a society that's as open as America, but we're constantly telling people who they can and cannot be as if somehow it erases who we are. You're not threatened by that. You know what I mean? The way someone else lives or the way someone else believes doesn't take away from how you live and how you believe. It's such a it's such a um, false paradigm. It's such a like uh, dangerous way of thinking because that's what keeps us divided in tribal mindsets. Mm-hmm. And that's why like even look at our politics today. You we can't even agree on even the basic things of like human existence, basic tenets because we have made each other as other. We don't look at each other as human beings, as brothers and sisters, as neighbors, you know, what I mean? as, as mm-hmm. fellow citizens. Mm-hmm. We look at everybody who's not like us. And I'm not speaking for me personally. I'm just saying in general, you know. Yeah. Everybody's busy looking at everyone else and the other. I know I, I have a very open mind and I'm very uh, tolerant and accepting and loving. I want to, <laughs> but at the same time, even I have my own biases of people from another uh, political party you know what I mean sometimes I'm like why can't they just see the truth for what it is and then I take a step back I'm like nope just like I'm on one side they're on the other I gotta just let that go and accept it you know what I'm saying it's not always easy and it can be frustrating (laughs) definitely frustrating but we just gotta take it easy man just chill (laughs) I know yeah that makes me think of well because my parents are on the other side and like Mm. that was really awkward and kind of like I have to hide myself from them or whenever they start talking to well not really my dad mostly my mom whenever she starts talking about this and that and like glad that he did this I'm like whatever geez just stop talking about him exactly uh, I have this vision of like to the like to the let's just say like Trump country to take like a (laughs) bus full of very different looking people because for the most part those people in the middle are all white and of the same background and stuff and so I want to take a bus like reverse missionaries like (laughs) and be like look this is a black person he's your friend look this is a gay person he's your friend or she's your friend or or whatever and like this is an Indian person this is a Mexican person this is a Chinese person like just to expose them to be like look this is a normal human and you too can love them and learn to know about them and I don't know, enjoy their culture or something about it. But, you know, I, I, that being said, like, you know, we make the mistake of thinking it's only, like, white people that support Trump and the way he is. But, yeah, they're because like, of the biggest population, really. Uh, well, for now. <laughs> and I think I mean, that's what a lot of them are freaking out over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I don't say that flippantly. It's it's truth. You know what I mean? The the demographics of this country are changing. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, when we can take when we can take a step back and even see where they're coming from. OK, 
They're afraid. Whatever, whatever, how un, however unreasonable I may think their fear is, to them it's very real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So instead of um, making fun of them or instead of uh, dismissing them, I think it would be better to just acknowledge their fear and then show them other alternatives to that fear. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's what I mean by my missionary bus, too, yeah. is to show them not to not to be afraid. Like this is. But that said, you know, there are a lot of minorities who also have shown that they're willing to go along with Trumpist policies, uh, Trump-like candidates. Yeah. You know, like I think about what happened here in Virginia, in northern Virginia, especially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I want the outcome that we had in this past election? No. You know what I mean? But uh, when you look well, can at you, the Can you explain it for anybody that might have missed the news or doesn't live in Virginia? Well, the Republican one in Virginia, um, mm-hmm. you know, since Obama, Virginia has, well, I would say during the Bush years, Bush too, Virginia started turning purple. Mm. And that's, that's largely due to Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia is very diverse. It is um, home to many different ethnics, ethnic and religious groups, okay? Mm-hmm. And so when Obama came along, it started turning more blue, blue, blue. It had it, for the first time in 2018, the legislator was all Democrats. So the governor, lieutenant governor, state attorney, general, um, the legislator was all run by Democrats, mm-hmm. and that was big deal because you know Virginia was red for a long time, and then mm-hmm. here we go, 2021, we've swung back to red. Mm. So now the Republicans have sweeped uh, the House, I mean, the legislator, the uh, governorship, all of it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, and it just, but, you know, Virginia, just like any state, it's it's not so uh, black and white. But my point is, yeah. when you look at the demographics of one of the largest counties, Loudoun County, where I live, and you see them like, man, it's stung. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also to know that, no offense to my fellow neighbors in this county, but there's a lot of racists here. <laughs> and I don't care that, you know, they might try to say Biden this, Biden that. Biden's not running for governor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we're not racist. We voted for the first uh, black female lieutenant governor. Yeah. Okay. The two lieutenant yeah. governors were both, one was um, African-American, the other was Arab-American. So People always they say, had, like, they're like, I got one black friend. I'm not Exactly. Racist. That's what they're like. We're not racist because we, and I'm not taking away from the lieutenant governor. Absolutely not. Congratulations to her win. It is, um, you know, a, a momentous occasion. It's a milestone that the first black lieutenant governor of Virginia was elected. Mm. But what did she have to do to get to that point? She's sitting there posing with her big ass guns, oh. you know, to show what a badass she is uh-huh. and how American she is. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you can say, yeah, she knows branding. (laughs) Yeah, so my point is, it's like, you know, I was disappointed, but I just, you know, I accept that there's still, like you said, there's so much work that needs to be done. And, you know, like, for example, the whole big issue here was critical race theory, which Mm. isn't even taught in K through 12, but whatever. So we're just digressing now, but you get my point. Like, the the whole point of making is when you look at the world, as accepting and tolerant and you see that your neighbors are still so intolerant and they want to go down that direction because they want to double down on their fear it sickens your stomach a little bit you're like what 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 do i need to do to get through to them you know what i mean and then you realize there's nothing you individually can do it 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 has to be a societal shift 
Yeah, it just comes with people getting to know each other and Absolutely. not being afraid and stop. I, I mean, I'm kind of tired of the racial jokes. And even if, like, the, I don't know, the comedian does it in good fun or whatever, like, let's just stop with them for now, maybe. And I no think the worst kind of jokes are the kind where you have a person denigrating his own people because it's funny. Yeah. Because then, you know, it's like, uh, well, it's okay if you guys say it, but th- then people start, you know, you get into a gray area. Yeah, that it's that like, English teacher of mine, she had a real problem with like people using the N word in raps, and she was like, "We just got to stop. Why do we keep using that word?" Yeah, and so like I get it because then, um, to someone who might not know any better, they think that they have license or whatever to speak that way as well. You know? Yeah. It's like I can poke fun at myself, but if you poke fun at me, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that there's that that kind of thing needs to like we need to take that down a notch. Now, it's not me not enjoying humor, but at the same time, like, look at where we are today. Let's not add to it. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. I want to get to that Star Trek future of everyone is equal and the only, like, racism we have is against other aliens, like other species, speciesism. And oh, my that, God. That, 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 that's what we're currently working on in the 23rd century. <laughs> Oh, even that makes me sad. Come on, if an alien group of people come here, we're going to treat them badly? No, unless they're trying to, like, kill us. But no, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, like, that, that'll be every uh-huh. every every generation there's a problem. So I know. That's so true. And then hopefully in our time, like, lo- voices like ours can um, add to a positive narrative, you know? Yeah, just, just get to know people. Talk to people. I know it's kind of weird. You can't just go up to someone and be like, hey, so uh, can we be friends? But like, but you can be curious. Yeah, you like, can be curious. But not in a disrespecting way. Like, so why is your skin like harder than mine? Or no. I don't know. What? But what I mean by curiosity is like with everything. When you see someone acting a certain way, instead of judging them immediately and being harsh with them, you don't even have to externalize it. Just curious. I'm like, I wonder what makes them act that way. I wonder what kind of upbringing they've had. I wonder what kind of life they live. You know, like get curious in your own mind because I feel like curiosity can uh, open the door to um, learning, which Mm -hmm. opens the door to tolerance, which opens the door to acceptance. You know what I mean? And so like when you just allow yourself to be curious, like for example, it doesn't, we're not even talking about different races. Like for example, if you started yelling at me for To me, it felt like it was out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I could react and be like, what the fudge is your problem? I was about to curse, so I stopped myself. (laughs) Yay, censored myself. But anyway, um, I'd be like, I could react, right? Yeah, yeah. Or I could take a beat, pause, like, I wonder what's going on with Jordan. I wonder what's making her do that. I'm sure, I wonder what's going on. And then I could, then I might, that might lead me to say, are you okay? You know what I mean? Like, because that felt out of the blue. What's really going on? And so, like, even if you don't ask the question, you won't react in the way that I won't react in the way that you're reacting, and that might open the door for some calmer or or resolution or some understanding between us, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's totally another Musar principle of just get curious. Don't be judgmental. I think that's also mm-hmm. in the Book of Four Agreements. Be, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah, be, be, by the way, curious. and it's in most, it's most spiritual practices, Yeah. right? Take a breath. Don't judge. Count yeah. to ten. Don't judge. So, I mean, we could do that with anybody. Get curious. That's mm-hmm. my takeaway. Get curious. Yeah, my takeaway is just things take time. Get Yeah, be curious. Get to know people. Go to a cultural event that maybe you didn't expect to go to or exactly. someone else's church or someone else's other religious building. 
Yeah. Okay. So thank you awesome. for listening. I'm not yeah, gonna. Yeah, this was a if, good topic today. <laughs> yeah, like this is definitely being vulnerable, and I felt I felt scared like saying it out loud, but like it's true, and like I'm not. I'm a much better person than I was when I was 13. So, and of course, yeah. everybody would hope to be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we're not growing and learning, you know, I like my favorite. I think I've said this on our show before. One of the my favorite quotes that I ever heard was, "You either green and growing or ripe and rotting." Mm-hmm. There you go. So you're either learning, growing, elevating yourself, or you've decided you're fine as you are and you start the ripe and rotting process until you die. So you get to choose <laughs> people. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yes, thank you. And if you ever have any questions, comments, if you want to share your story or an idea for a topic, just email us, social media, Instagram, Twitter. It's all up there on our website, bloomingvoices.com. Yes, we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday. 